Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. Welcome to the Let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on WPBT. 101.5 The Fever. And we are back, y'all, for another edition of this exciting, exciting show. Man, this show tonight is going to be off the chain. It's going to be lit, y'all. We're going to have a good time tonight, as we always do. I'm very excited about tonight. We have some special guests coming in tonight. And it's going to really, really, really be a good show. First and foremost, though, I want to just say one of our co-hosts is not here tonight, Consuela Patricia Pope, who's normally with us. She had a, a family emergency, and we just want to send out our prayers and, and, and hope that everything is well with her family. I know she wanted to be here, but unfortunately, she's not going to be able to be here. So just, you know, I want her to know that the family's with her, and we just send out our prayers to her. But we're going to move right along as she would want us to. I want to introduce my other co-host, Comedian Tattletail. What's going on, brother? <laughs> I'm here, my brother. I'm here. You know, it's like this. This is what I say. I'm fair, but I'm working on better. <laughs> I want everybody to say that. Say, I'm fair, I'm fair. but I'm working on better. And we're going to get to better. Better, better going to come. We're going to get to better. You watch. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that, man. I like that. That's a good way to think, you know. Sometimes we're better than we're, we're better than we feel a lot of times. Most of the time, you know, we think we're feeling all down and out, but the reality is that it could be a whole lot worse, man. So we're just glad that everybody's here tonight. We're glad to see you, brother. And I know that you go through what you go through, but you're here. Pillar of strength. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. And uh, as always, as always, he's going to slide into two seats tonight, the producer of the show, the wizard. He's going to be. Oh, my producer. God. Oh, my God. Can I get, can I, oh, my God. Can I, oh, my Mr. God. Mr. Ray Caviano's in the building. OMG, can I handle it? Can I handle it? Can I handle it? He's in the building behind the scenes. What's up, Ray? The, the wizard is, uh, you know, switching the buttons and pushing lights and curtains and flashing whatever, you name it. But we're here to uh, do our thing tonight, this wonderful Saturday morning, being right. heard all around the world on the World Wide Web. That's right. So, okay. so uh, we've got a good show. We've got some special guests tonight um, coming up uh, that should be interesting. One, a classic uh, singer from back in the day and still very relevant. And uh, a, a new artist that's just uh, showing her wares. Right, uh, right, LJ? That's right. Her name is Monia Amor. Amor. Check right. that out. Monia Amor. <laughs> Amor. Yeah. Is that like love? Amor? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that love, right? That means love in French or something like I that. I think right? something like that. Amor. Me amor. Me amor. And then uh, <laughs> the other gentleman, he's a, he's a classic singer. A great, great reputation. Well, that's right? right. The smooth, the smooth classic singer who had so many major hits in the 80s, man. Mr. Lilo. Mr. Lilo Thomas will be in the building with us shortly, man. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. He and, has some uh, fantastic hits in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, you know. speaking about Lilo, y'all, you know, when, when you think back, and then, I, you know, going over his catalog, man, I've always liked his music. But there was a time when I think that Lilo looked like he disappeared, man. You know, I'm going to ask him about that, man. You know, what happened to you, man? Where where did you go? What was going on with you, man? And those are the things that we get to right here on the Let's Boogie One-on-One show. We do interviews like no like nobody else does. We don't, we don't want to know how many hits you had on Facebook and how many friends you got. We want to know about the person. 
And that's what's great about this show, man. We 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 call it family, man. We get into the to the, to the meats and potatoes of who individuals are. And these are the things that I think that people are interested in finding out more so about the artist, the human being, the artist, not so much about the music. We all know about the music. We know about their music. But who are they as people? You know, what's their feelings? What are they going through? And then we come to realize that they're human like everybody else, man. And they go through the same things that we go through. And that's what's great about having a show like this, a platform that we can, like, really dig into it and make them feel comfortable, too, because then they're not put on that pedestal where they got to show out and try to show up and show out and, and act and boast and, and be bigger than what they really, really are or what they're really feeling. They can be themselves right here on the Let's Boogie one-on-one show, man. That's one thing I like about this. So Lilo's going to experience that with us tonight. And so Miss, and so is, uh, what's her name? Miss Amore. <laughs> Miss Monia Amore. She's going to come in there. Both have uh, new, new, uh, New singles out, correct? New sing- yeah, new singles out. Lilo got new singles. He has a new single. Now, think about that, man. From the 80s, it is 2022, and my man is dropping new music. Wow. I got to give, give him credit for that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You know? Got to give him credit for that. But none- nonetheless, Ray, how-, how are you feeling, man, personally, man? What's going on? Well, I'm hanging in there. Got- just staying with my program, as the case may be. Okay. Health-wise. Things are stable. I've got a decent report. You know, when uh, I think I've told you about, you know, like uh, in my center with my health condition, they do right. once a month, they do blood work. And I had a stellar report on oh, all my blood work. Congratulations. Uh, they told me at the center that, uh, I don't know, they call me superstar at the center in terms of <laughs> they, if they didn't know my condition per se, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the blood work of all calcium and, 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 and all these other various elements, potassium and, and, and how well my treatment is going, they would say I'm not sick. But of wow. course, there is a chronic condition I deal with, which I'm not going to necessarily talk about that condition per se, but that um, because I follow uh, the recommended dietary protocol, my numbers are really good. Oh, that's great, man. That's good. That's good news. Yeah, it's good news. It's really good news. How'd that make you feel? I know you felt pretty good. It was good. I mean, you know, the, the dietitian came to me and said, uh, I don't have anything to tell you to, to change, you know, because what they do is they give you a list of all the various elements of your body and it gives you the range of what you're what you're supposed to be in. And all I had was green checks that I was in the positive range of all the different categories. And so okay. she, uh, she just said, I don't, I, I don't have anything to tell you to change because you're following the dietary protocol for your condition, which I liked. So that was good. You know, of course, I still have the, the underlying condition I'm dealing with, but nevertheless, my numbers as far as uh, my blood work is, is, is really positive. Nice. Very nice, man. Very nice. It's always good. Always good to get some good news, man. Yeah. You know, always good to get... Very good news. I know you're glad to hear that. Yeah, right. which means I'm stable. The underlying condition hasn't changed, but still, right. in all, uh, it's not I'm getting rel- worse. It's I, not getting right. worse. Exactly. Okay. I'm relatively healthy. Oh, maybe we no, may have good. a guest coming in here soon. Yes, I we see. do. Okay. Right. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, that's good, man. That's really, really good to hear that. And um, we, we, we're going to continuously pray for you, brother. And um, everything's going to be all right. It's going to work its way out. It's going to work right. its way out, man. Brother Tattletale, how you doing, man? What's going on with you? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Um, so far, so good. Keeping my fingers crossed. I got some more appointments coming up in November. So, you know, no, November is like the month that really counts. I got to see the urologist. I see the cancer doctor. And I also see the kidney specialist. Okay. So um, no, November is going to be a doozy for me. Uh, yeah. You know, plus you got to, I got to do blood work for all three of them. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so uh, I might be passed out or I'll be looking real pale when we do the show. <laughs> when <he's, laughs> I look like a vampire. And <laughs> I want to serve your blood. They do call the mine. <laughs> that's, 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 but it's going to be all right, man. You're going to get a oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're going to get a Thanksgiving. And that's, that's a blessing right there. You know, that's yep. a blessing right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as far as, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I said, you know, um, I'm good, man. You know, I have a birthday coming up. I have a birthday coming up next month, and I'm excited about that. You know, that's um, right, October, yeah, October, man, October 27th, man. It's the big one for the for the brother, man. And it's like, um, wow, you know, where's time going? Man, time's flying. You know, time, yep. 30, thirty years went by so fast. Honestly speaking, I remember what I did for those thirty years, but it just seemed like it just went too fast. You know, you know when yeah. your parents. The parents tell you, look, man, you know, slow down. Life is quick. Take advantage. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of it. And we like, you know, we're young. We're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they never lied. They never lied, man. You look around and in the blink of an eye, in the blink of an eye, man, you're old, you're old, you know, you're older. You know, so I, you know, I try to tell my kids, man, listen, man, take advantage of the opportunity right now. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Do do the right thing for the right reasons. Try to do as much right as you can because we're going to all make mistakes like we've all done. But at the end of the day, man, if you could just listen to half of what I'm telling you, just half of it, yep. you're going to be all right. You're not going to listen to it all. There's no way in the world they're going to listen to it all. But if they can listen to half of it, just some of it, you know, the major stuff, if they can get that out the way, they're going to be all right. You know, they're going to be all right. I see our guest was here. She must be uh she must be having a little technical difficulty. She'll be back. You know, she'll be back. Um, so we'll wait on her. But um Yeah, we we ain't going nowhere. We like the hospital. We always open. We ain't going nowhere. That's right, we ain't going nowhere. So listen, that's what's it? We we right here. So what's 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 going on in the um with this Ray? In the there's a lot going on with these uh in New York. Texas, the Senate people here. Um, give us an update yeah, on that. Yeah, it's just a political move of the governor, Sa Santis, I think his name in Florida, and the, the governor of Texas. They're just taking the uh, people who are coming into the country and shipping them to the blue states. And they just okay. sent uh, some some uh, a boatload, of, a busload, I should say, to uh, Martha's Vineyard in uh, Massachusetts. And... Uh, you know, which I thought was kind of an unusual place to send because I don't know that that area has the services that these immigrants need, right. like a New York or a Chicago or a Washington. Uh, but it's really just a political stance. Uh, granted, uh, we have had astronomical numbers of people coming into the country, um, which you know we have a broken immigration system. So I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is per se. But these governors are, are just shipping these people out. And some of them don't mind. Some of these immigrants don't mind coming to New York where there might be a better opportunity. So, but it's a political statement. And you notice they're sending them to the blue states, which are called sanctuary cities. Mm. So, but, uh, 
we'll see how long that lasts. And uh, the federal government is going to have to intervene to give money to help these people for housing and medical and God knows what, you know? Right, 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 right. It's, it's crazy because I know that um, Mayor Adams was talking about he had reached out to the Texas governor and the guy never called him back. He never called him back. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's what I heard say. You know, a lot of yeah, a lot of, a lot of maneuvering going on with this uh, with the election coming up. You know, it's going to be. Uh, it's, and that's it's what be, this is. This is yeah. the, the timing is not a coincidence. You know, right. so indeed. Uh, oh, but look who we have here. Look who we have here right now. She is in the building. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Listen, how you doing? How are you? I'm okay. A little tardy for the party. I, my apologies. That that that's all right. That's all right. But we we was not gonna let you get away though. Believe that. I was texting <laughs> you. I was gonna make sure you were showing up for sure. You know, because I told the brothers about you. I'd like to introduce you right here next to you. I don't know if you can see him. His name is Tattletail. He's a comedian, professional comedian. This is uh how you doing, my sister? Good and yourself? Um, hey, I'm fair, but working on better, and better's gonna come. <laughs> Yes, oh, indeed. That. I know that's right. And then uh, <laughs> the gentleman with the name up there is Ray Caviano, music uh, executive and uh, music vet from way back in the day until now. Ray Caviano, say hello to uh, to our guests. Welcome to welcome to the show. Uh, hello, uh, Ray. Nice I, to meet you. Uh, we've heard you. I can't tell tales out of school, but I well, just got a little preview of your new release. I know we're going to play it at some point here in the show and talk about what you're up to. And if I'm not mistaken, you, you're involved with uh, Leon and the Peoples, correct? Oh, yes. 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 Leon and the Peoples is a, a band. Would you, do you do background for that band or what? Yes, I do background vocals for that band. And I'm also a solo artist. Well, that's I what, see. That's what she's telling you. We're not here for that tonight. We're here about me tonight. <laughs> Right. Well, it's part of a repertoire. Though. It is part of a repertoire. No being doubt. Part no of doubt. being part of that is not a ne negative thing. Obviously, you're pursuing your solo career, right. and, uh, oh, I'm, no, and so good. definitely, it all adds to your artistry. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now, the first thing. Look, the first thing is this. I want to pronounce. I want you to pronounce your name because I. I think it's. I want to. I don't like messing people's names up. Monia. It's, no, it's Monet. Monet. So there's an See? accent. Yeah, there's an accent that you know it's not there. Oh, okay. Obviously. Monet makes sense, but but the last name I know I can't get wrong. Amor. <laughs> right. Is that correct? Amor. Come yes, on now, come on. We just, we just talk about that. That's the universal love right there. You know what I'm saying? That's that's good. Right. That's good. So listen, let me ask you. Let's get right to it because I want to know. We we want to know all about you. Number one, your journey, your journey. You're a you're a talented young lady. You're doing your own thing. You've been around. I've seen you for years yeah. doing your thing. I always ask this question to start out. Why this crazy business? Why this crazy business? God. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, God blessed me with the talent. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I say you know, a lot of people say, oh, I was blessed with this. But when I tell you in my lowest times, in my roughest times, in my hardest times, it's all I knew. Mm. I, it's all I knew to do. When I didn't know what else to do, well, I could write a song about it. 
Wow. I could write it down. I could I could tell the story about it. I could. It came out melodically. I, it's it's in everything that I do every day, everywhere. I mean, when I'm shopping in a mall. As wow. a matter of fact, this is something that I laugh about a lot. Um, I can be in a conversation with you, full on, deep, full conversation, and mm. some music will come on in the background, and my ear automatically goes to that. Not that wow. I'm tuning out. Right. It get it 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 comes to the forefront, and I'm like, okay, I'm listening to you, but Whitney better sing that note. Mm. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, you're on it. That's true. So let me ask you this: Where where are you from? Where 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 did you grow up at? And um, you're from New York. I am from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, you're from Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I, Brooklyn. I like this all over Brooklyn because I. Uh, was born in Bedford-Stuyvesant and so mainly I'm from Bed-Stuy and Flatbush but I've lived all over Brooklyn so I like to say I'm from all over Brooklyn. Right now this also is always a good question who told you or when did you know when did you know you kind of answered that but when did you know that this is something that you really wanted to pursue as a career in your life at what age and where did it, where did it all start? What was that defining moment where you said, yeah, I can do this. Oh, <laughs> good question, right? That is a great question because <laughs> I don't know if there was ever a defining moment. I know that it's always been a part of my journey because I remember, okay, I will share this with you. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was probably three and I come from a musical family. So my father okay. was in a, my father was in a group, uh, more of like a doo-wop group. Um, and they were called the Elements of Life. And okay. they had a single out called the Fairy Tale. Um, you can look that up. I think it's on YouTube. And okay. my mom sang uh, in church. Um, now, music was all throughout my whole life. I mean, if I was good, I would be able to play the record player. You know, I, they, we mm. had like a little stool that I could climb up on mm. and then I could, I could put the needle on the record and that was like my <laughs> reward. If I, right. you know what I mean? If I did something right. good. So one day I was playing records and I was in the, alone in the living room and we had like this big uh, full length mirror mm. and I would and then I would sing Michael Jackson or I would sing whatever and I mm. pretend that I was on stage. I'm three years old, right? Wow. So, I put on this song by Stacey Lattisall called Let Me Be Your Angel. That's right. I remember and that one. I was mm-hmm. singing that song like it, like I knew what love was. <laughs> like I was <laughs> three years old. <laughs> <laughs> like I had been in a relationship, you know, I was yeah. three, but I was singing like, like with every bit of my soul. And I, all I remember was my, my father coming running into the living room, like, like, do that again, you know? And then wow. he's calling all the family members. Next thing you know, the, the, by the weekend, everybody was at my house sitting in the living room <laughs> like this. <laughs> wow. like, do it. Do what you did the other day. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, if I had to say a defining moment, it would be that. It would be definitely Now, that. that is a defining moment. That's, that's, <laughs> that's for real right there. Because that's, yeah. you know, you know how when, you know, in our families, um, Kids always perform for the family. 
you know, we get up there and we dance and and some some <laughs> some are good, some are not. You know, they just you know, kids are kids, and we always get right, the little right. claps and applause. Always oh, so cute, blah 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 blah. But then you see talent, you see talent come out of a lot of people that you know go on to pursue this thing. You know, I have my son is like that. I have you know my son too at at that young age had that yeah. tone had that tone, you know, and I introduced him to a lot of people. And I remember Christopher Williams telling my son, he said, yo, you have a natural tone. And that's mm -hmm. at a young age. And I remember that's my son being young, um, knowing all of Mary J. Blige's music because his mom's plays that. Right. She was playing that. <laughs> and he knew everything. And he thought that, he thought she wasn't a real person, right? And I remember mm -hmm. taking him down to a record store in, uh, in Manhattan and Mary was signing autographs. And she wasn't she wasn't taking pictures with anybody. Now here there's this three year old little, little kid, three or four years old. And I said, Mary, I said, look, this is my son. This is my son. He's your biggest fan, right? Oh, this is your biggest fan. And uh, she said, I'll take a picture with him. And mm. and he looked at her, and he said, You're not Mary. You're not real. You're in the television. You're you're not real. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because he, he yeah. didn't, you know, he just thought it was, you know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. that was a moment for him. So I understand your moment. You know, I understand yeah. your moment, you know. Do your um siblings, you have brothers and sisters? I do. Do they sing as well? I have, um in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they definitely can carry a tune. I, mm -hmm. I don't think that. Uh, pursuing, they were not trying to pursue careers with it, but you know, we definitely have a natural knack, right? A natural ear, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly and, what you mean. And so they would do like harmonize with me, and like, okay. yeah, that's as far as that goes. Okay, okay. So you're a songwriter as well. You you write yes. your own songs. Yes, sir. Okay, and how long have you been writing from day one? From day one. Wow. I was writing from when I was uh, in first grade. Wow. Um, I could think, and the first song that I actually recorded, I was 13. My own song, I was 13. Wow. And I remember, I remember how it goes. It was, yeah, good. Um, You're gonna tell us about it, sing it to us. <laughs> it goes, <laughs> like you, yeah. I like you a lot, baby. Wow. Wow. And I have to let you know, baby, how I can make you love, make you fall in love with me, sweetheart. Wow. Wow, you sound good, man. You sound really good. Thank you. You sound Thank really, you. really good. Wow. I got to hear some more. I got to say more for you. I mean, wow. <laughs> I'm checking you out. You sound really good. But we were just yeah. listening to your song uh, before you came on, and um, Ray was mentioned. He said, "Wow, a voice, you know." And, and Tattletale as well said, "Yo, so that voice is, you know, you got a you got like a a, a gospel-y sound, kind of like." But then you know what? Yeah, I just heard that just now. You could do that if you wanted to. You can go there. Mm -hmm. But one thing yeah. that I did I did hear when your song "Insecure" and uh -huh. the new song. That that's a total a total switch. You done went you went from 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 bringing it to you know you know you know what I'm saying, and now you just yeah. went all the way over to the dance side. That's versatility. I like that. That was cool. So, 
so what happens is that you know I'm an artist I'm creative and Mm -hmm. and I don't believe in boxes you know I feel like if I can do it then let me do it you know because you know music is an expression it's it's an expression and if I feel like and I love to dance first of all and that's not my first dance song by the way I had a, a a really huge dance song over seas and it was called ocean drive and it was with a, 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 okay. a really really big uh dj from spain named david penn and i did the song in like two minutes not even thinking mm-hmm. that it would do anything and then it just went it like wildfire overseas and i was just like okay you know what let me see if i can do it again <laughs> okay. 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 That sounds good. Tell yourself. Yeah. I think you have a question for the young lady, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I didn't know what your range was, but when you just did that, I'm like, okay, she can she can do the ballads too. Okay, all right. So let me ask you, what were some of your influences as you were coming up? Who did you listen to? Oh wow. Um, Stephanie Mills. Um, it, it now it gets it gets the range of music. It, okay, so I went to LaGuardia High School Music of uh, of Music Art and Performing Arts, okay. and so um, my my ear is um, has a very wide range. I've been, I love classical music. I love um, I love hip hop music. I love dance music I, I mean I it's all types of music R&B is the my love of my life because that's where I started you know but yeah uh, those are some of the influences Faith Evans is a very big influence um, um, and the Marys and the Kelly Prices and the, you know I love all of those um, yeah Karen White okay the Lee Fishers I could go on and on, like. Oh, I, you know what? When you when, when I was hearing you sing that ballad, I was thinking about Carrie Fisher. About how can I ease the pain? And that just flashed. You know, she should do that song because everybody can't do that song. That's a heck of a song. That is a heck of a song. And I and and I I heard that, you know, because uh, you know I just heard the you know the 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 dance song and the dance track, but hearing you actually sing. I'm like, wow! You can, you, 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 yeah, you can, you can, you can blow three quarters of these chicks away out here. <laughs> well, thank you, I appreciate that. That's no a- oh, you are quite welcome, Mister Moore. <laughs> that's a that's my that's my deep debonair voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> what we're gonna do right now, um, Monet, is we're gonna play we're gonna play the new single at the end of the day. We're gonna play it right now, okay? Give me a moment. Let me set it up. Here we go. And to just to let you know that the you can hear the show and tell all your followers and social media. You'll be playing uh, this uh, we air on Saturday morning. So good morning, everybody. It's morning time on the Saturday morning. And it's uh, uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. So you may want to tell your the world, if you will, that you're uh, on the Let's Boogie one-on-one show. And uh, you can hear it on Saturday morning. Right. And I'll be sending you uh, 
I'll be sending you a poster, a flyer on it, and then we'll post it all okay, week and sure. we'll give you the information. Awesome. But let's listen to let's listen to this song. This is a, a, a nice little up tempo dance track by Monet Moore, and it goes something like, like this. $50? Oh, go on. That's not the way it the goes. lower the temp, the lower your bills. Simple. <laughs> Plus, Tide Pods are designed for a oh, powerful no, clean, right. even in cold. Wow, cool tip. <laughs> get well, it? We give a, oh, yeah. we give a little commercial. Turn to cold and save with Tide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy savings Great based on about. average from switching from hot to cold in non-HE machines. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Your heart and not your head. 
all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Wow, wow, wow. That Excellent. was all right. That was all Excellent. right. That was all right. That was all right. Wow. Oh, he was bouncing. He was bouncing to that. That was nice. Very nice. Very nice, very nice. Okay. Wow. What was that? That was something you heard that too? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just yeah, we, you know, we, we pushing <laughs> buttons. We, we be back here pushing buttons and wrong buttons and all that type of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's all good though. But listen, listen, listen. Um we have we have another another guest, uh Monet. I want you to stay with us. You got a moment? Okay. Stay okay. with us. We got a legend in the building. We got a legend in the building. He's in the building. And uh, there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> the legend's in the building. Mr. Lilo Thomas is in the building. Hey, What's hey, up, hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? How you doing, Les? How's it going? <laughs> My man. How you doing, man? I'm good, uh, man. You know, taking it easy. Trying uh, to be like man. you. Uh, I don't know about that, man. You a legend. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to be somebody. You a legend, though, brother. How you doing, man? <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. Everything is good. Look, let me introduce you to Monet Amore. That was her record you just heard. The young lady right oh, wow. now. Very, very Mr. Nice. Lilo Thomas, man. Thank you. Thank you How you so doing? Much. How you doing? Well, I, I, I like the song. The song is very nice. Thank you. I That's up. That. Now, Monet, you are... Uh, huh? Records you got in the... <laughs> what? what? Say that again. I'm trying to get some of those records you got there in the back behind. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call it, the yeah. legend. The legend. Listen, um, yeah. Tattletail. Go ahead and read that off about this legend that we have in the building, Mr. Mr. Lilo Thomas. Man, we we got. Okay, how you? Ready. First of all, it's an honor and privilege to meet you, my brother. Nice I've been I've been hearing you. about you for for years. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I had I had an ex that was uh, like about 1989, 1990. She was Lilo Thomas, Lilo Thomas, <laughs> Lilo Thomas, Lilo Thomas. <laughs> now, wherever she's at, I don't know, but I uh, wish I could tell her. Yeah, I met Lilo. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have we have Ray Caviano on the building. Lilo, say what's up, Ray? Uh -huh. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Ray. I don't see Ray. I, I see. Yeah, yeah Ray. I'm the, I'm the wizard. I'm behind the screen. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I understand. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah, pushing buttons, keeping my mystique going. You know, that's right. I, 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 I'm, I totally I'm, understand that. I'm a legend in my own mind. I'm from the '80s, like you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> when your How's music your wife came doing? out, when your music out, you were competing with the best of the best in the '80s. You know, that's right. We were yep. talking about yep. that. We were talking about yep. that, man. Yep. How's Kim doing? How's your wife doing, man? Tell her we said hello. I know she's around somewhere. Okay. Tell her we said hello. Give us some love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, Tattletail. Read it off about the brother, man. He deserves it. Yeah, you know, is there are things that that I I did I didn't know, you know, uh, as your career, uh, Mr. Lilo Thomas, been singing since uh, 1977 to the present. Uh, you're from Brooklyn, New York, born yep. in 1961, and uh, in your early career. Early in his life, Thomas was a competitive sprint runner. He retired from athletics in 1984 after a car accident in Brazil. You want to tell us about that? That's something I never knew that you were an athlete, that you were a runner. 
Oh, yeah. I've, I've been running since um, high school into college, and I was qualifying for the 84 games. Wow. And I was wow. also competing while I was on tour. Oh, really? So, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was competing while I was on tour. So um, we was in Brazil, and we were coming out of this. I filmed this television show. They had um, they have one soap opera that everybody in Brazil watched called Champagne. <laughs> and I, w- I went on the show as Lilo, you know, because I'm no actor. I don't, I don't even try to act. Okay. You know, but it was, it was good playing myself. So I did a couple of songs on the show. We were leaving the studio and all these people were outside and the, the, the limousine driver, you know, he, he jetted out really quickly. And yeah. then we, we got past the people, but then this other car ran into us. Uh-huh. And um, then the guy got out, he, he got out of the car and he said something. And I, I asked my translator, I said, well, what did he say? He says, I don't have a license and I'm not responsible. And he ran, he ran away. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he broke out, you know. But I, mean, I, I, I just got hurt a little bit in there. I still could have uh, competed in, in the games, but my company, a record company at the time, didn't want me to compete because they were afraid that I would get hurt. Okay. And I was on a major, you know, tour. Right. And uh, so I, yeah. I just had to make yeah. that decision to to not compete. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm tell you something. I think it was a, a wise decision because from that point on, you've been singing for prior to that, and you're still here, and your yeah. name and your name is well known. Uh, we're gonna read a little bit more about you, and uh, then I'm gonna stop and let you, you know, elaborate on the story. How's that? Yeah. That sounds like a plan. There you go. Thomas did quickly establish his music career. His first album, released in 1983 on Capitol Records, charted yeah. at number three on the R&B album's record charts. Yeah. Let Me Be Yours also mm-hmm. launched his first solo hit, You're a Good Girl. Oh, oh stop right there. Stop, 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 stop. stop right there. Just, just stop it right there. That solo right there. Come on, man. Yeah, to this day, to this day. To this day, that song is lit. That song is banging. People love that song to this day, man. Uh-huh. I, I know. I, I caught you at the show, you know, when I said I don't like no dancing girls. You said, well, I do. You <laughs> I swear I heard you out in court of my ear. Yeah. You remember that, huh? Laughing, you remember that, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was that was beautiful, man. That was really, really a special moment for the people at the show that you did for us, man. That was beautiful. You, we really appreciate that, man. Really, yeah, that was that, great. That was fun. That was just real. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Really I, fun, I enjoyed man. that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, fun. Something different. I, I had a we good time. We're going to get Monet on one of those classic Black Movie Brunches shows, too. She, she oh, got to yeah. come on through. She got to come That's through right. on that. got to do that thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there, there was a... There was a lot before that what he was talking about how I okay. actually got into the music industry. Okay, it was, uh, it was by uh, with uh, Kashif. He brought me in to do the first Melba Moore album, oh. and I did oh, wow. the um, the Peach Melba album. He, you know, I met Kashif. He's from Brooklyn, and um, I met him one evening, and he asked me to come into the studio the next day because he liked my voice. Okay, and it that's how everything pretty much started from me doing the Melba. Till um, Capitol Records wanted to sign me. Then I, I was under Melvin Moore's uh, company. They were like my advisors. And it, it kind of went in from there into the, the albums and everything. Good Girl wow. was the first single. Yes. Wow. 
So we got two Brooklyn Knights in, in, in the house. I didn't realize that. Mr. Moore's from Brooklyn. She's from Brooklyn as well. Mr. Moore's from Brooklyn. Monet's oh, from Brooklyn. Wow, yeah. And Lilo's. Wow. They say Brooklyn's yeah. in the house everywhere. Brooklyn's in the house right here. That's right. I originally grew up in Brownsville, and I, then we moved oh. into East New York. Okay. Uh huh. Where's Simone from? Where's Simone? I'm from, we, we, I'm, I'm from um, Bed Stuy and Flatbush. But I've lived okay. all over. Uh, uh huh. East New York, I live Brown Heights. Canarsie, oh, okay. Yeah, Brooklyn is huge. I lived in Sheepshead Bay for a little while. That was my first apartment. But um, oh. you know, I lived on Elton Street, East New York, Bedford Stuyvesant. Okay. Brooklyn is Brooklyn is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest yeah. borough. Biggest borough. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. So go ahead, Lilo. Go on with your story from there. You uh, Capitol Records, yeah, Melbourne. I, Moore. Yep, got with Melbourne Moore, yeah, yeah. and uh, then. Uh, I, I, they wanted to do a, they wanted to bring Melba into the eighties cause she was doing more Broadway stuff. And, um, I wrote a song for her called, uh, mind up tonight. Mm. And that launched for her and did really well, went to the top of the charts. Okay. And then I did a duet with her called all of you. That was on the, my second album, the all of you album. So okay. that's how all that started to happen. Wow. Wow. And, and along with that came Freddie Jackson. Right. Freddie, Freddie did backgrounds for me for about a year and a half on the road. Right. You told me also, that. Yes. Tell us about that a little bit. A little more about that. That's amazing. Yeah. Freddie was singing background for you. Yeah. He, he did backgrounds for me for about a year and a half while he was waiting to get his deal. So I said, wow. well, hey, you sitting up here, you know, why don't you come out on the road and just, you know, let's make some money. Come out on the road and, and you know, instead of hanging out here. Right, and he came out, and we had we had a great time on tour because Freddie's crazy, you know. He's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's nice, man. That's yeah, he's nice. a good, guy. and he also he wrote "Trust Me." Oh, he wrote that. He, oh, Freddie, yeah. That's a Freddie and Paul song. Trust me, yeah. Okay. But Freddie was the writer, main writer on that. Okay. Now let me ask you this: How big was Kashif in your career, Kashif? Because he was to me, he's underrated. A lot of people don't know. I mean, a lot of people know. But they don't yeah. know how much he did behind the scenes for other for other artists. A lot of people don't yeah. know that. You know? Yeah, I know. He he did a lot of stuff. He did, I think he did the um he he did most of Whitney Houston's album. Yeah, I didn't big know that. album. Really? And you know, um he he um he uh, produced You Give Good Love, but actually Lala wrote that. It was a I don't know if you know Lala. She's I think she's from the Bronx. Lala. Yeah, Lala. She's from the Bronx of Queens. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she she had a career for a little while. She used to she used to go on the road, but she was a really strong writer. Okay. And, uh, she used to be with a band that um it was they were I don't remember the name of them. I think it was Jack Jack something. Uh, but um yeah, she was she was in a band with um the the guy that did uh. Don't disturb this groove. Don't uh, disturb this groove. Yeah, I remember that. What's his name? Yeah, the system. Yeah. She was with the, the system, him, yes. and she was in a band with him. But then she broke out on the scene with Kashif as a. I think she was under his uh, publishing company. Okay. And she wrote great songs. I, I think she teaches music now. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, she was a teacher. She was really good. Wow. So yeah, so basically, you know, Kashif, he did his own album. They did really well. I think he did. His, um, one of his albums went platinum. He did George Benson. 
Kashif was incredible. He produced yeah. a lot of stuff. He uh, unfortunately passed away about maybe a little over a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah. no, he was extremely talented. Songwriter, yeah. performer, did, did yeah. a lot of productions. Unbelievable yeah. talent. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, he was an amazing keyboard player. I mean, if you just straight up just playing the keyboard, Kashif was great at that. Wow. And, uh, wow. you know, he... Yeah, he, he started out in um, BT Express. Oh, that's what he, oh, really? Yeah, he okay. came out of BT Express. What, do it to you satisfied? I didn't know that. I did not yeah. know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. And he also, he produced uh, Kenny G's first album, the G-Force album. Oh, See, this guy wow. is, well, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, he's the, the one that introduced Kenny Kenny G. He, he, yeah. he brought really? him out on his first I album. I did yeah. not know that. That's amazing, he man. Was, yeah, he and was the, calling all of us in to yeah, work on that album. The system was a great record. Um, that was Mick Murphy and David Frank were the two principals in the system. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mike Murphy, yeah. Yeah, I did an album with them on Atlantic RFC, um, and the, the group was called Attitude, and they had a record called We Got the Juice. Oh, okay. Very, that very talented, good. very talented uh, guys. Yeah, yeah, he was, re he was great in the studio, too. I mean, he knew what he wanted, and, and he... He really went for it. Right. Uh, wow, that's it was great working with him. Wow. So, so Lila, let me ask you this. How instrumental was Melba Moore in your career? Because I hear, you know, how does she, how did, how, you know, how did that work for you? Yeah, Melba was great. Like I said, Hush Production was her company along with her, you know, her, her ex-husband, Charles Huggins. Charles, right. And um, you remember Charles Huggins, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, they had the company Hush Productions, and my my deal basically came through. There was a company called Platinum Vibe, and a guy that used to work at Capitol Records. Mm. So I had a different type of deal with Capitol. My deal was what they used to call back in the days, like a, a a glorified production deal. Okay. And so I basically controlled the whole deal. So uh -huh. you know, they were basically did just to advise me. On things, I didn't sign to Capital until later, directly to Capital until later on. That was the Lilo album. Gotcha. Okay. And and that's why you know it, I I didn't really get the 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 major press that I should have got, yeah. but um I was in control of the deal, and you know I I was able to just build my career the way that I saw it. But okay. the only deal difference between that deal and a major deal is because you can sign to a platinum deal. Where that the company commits to, you know, giving you that platinum record, mm. or they have it where you can sign to a gold deal, and then there was a production deal. The production deal was basically where you, it, it was a deal to sort of try you out. I so see. what happened in that deal is, you know, production deal, you get a certain amount of pressings of your record, mm. and then, you know, once you sell that out, you don't get any more pressings. They just really? give you the money, and now you have to go in and cut a new album. Uh, so I had I had to work to get to the to the you know the big album, and that was the Lilo album. That was when they they basically said, okay, this guy we're gonna sign him direct yeah, he's because real. now he's he's proven that he can you know make right. it happen. Right. So that was the difference between my deal opposed to like a Freddie deal. Freddie signed directly to a platinum deal. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, did your record come out during the time period uh, when MC Hammer was popular on Capitol? Yes, that's what um, I was. I was getting ready to cut my. I think it was the second album, and Capitol 
shut everything down. Because exactly. MC Hammer's project, because the first project blew the roof out. But this, the, they, so they figured, well, let's pour the money into the second album because they thought that they would get their bigger return on it. But that album didn't do that. Though. No, okay. mm. everybody had to suffer because of that. Right, right, right. Uh, so are you saying that you didn't get uh, at that, even though your record was huge on the R&B charts and you got the radio exposure and the song to this day is iconic of your music and has lasted the test of time. But at the time, you didn't get, are you saying maybe you didn't get enough marketing or promotion behind the music? Right. That's what happened, you yeah. know, with, with why I left. Because it was ah. like, I, you, know, if you, if, you know, if a company is not going to put the right kind of investment into what you're doing, then it really doesn't make sense to, to stay there. So I was right. ready to go and sign, you know, to a, another label. But then they didn't want to let me go. And, you know, and, and then I, I started working on a fourth album, but it never got put out because they were just delaying everything because they were going through their, their money problems. That's it. I see. Mm, capital. Yeah. Well, that's thing. I mean, capital, capital was part of uh, ultimately, I think, I don't know if it was part of EMI at that point. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, but I think Melissa Morgan was with Capital, too, and she had the same experience at Capital uh, that you experienced. Yeah, exactly. We had Melissa big was, records and, and yeah. um, you know, with Do Me and Fool's yeah. Paradise. And, and she, uh, was with Melba, she was with Melba's company as exactly, well. Exactly. Exactly. I had already left by that point. But, I, you know, I knew, I knew Melissa really well. But yeah. I, I, I got out of her. Right, right. Mm, okay. you, know what, you, know, you know what, Lilo, when I, when I think and I talk about you to, you know, Ray and, and Sassy Brown gives her regards as well. And um, when we yes. talk, you know, and, and, and when we were getting ready to do the, the, the event with you, and now I'm going through the catalog and I'm refreshing and, 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 and I'm hearing songs and I'm saying, yo, man, this guy here should be a superstar, man. You know, no, 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 I'm not trying to, no, for real, for real. I'm talking about the music. And I'm saying, and then, and there was a point where I said, well, well he disappeared. Where did he go? Where did he go? And I hadn't, hadn't heard about you in years. Now, yeah. maybe, maybe because I just wasn't, you know, my ears wasn't open or something, but was there a point where you actually just like shut it down for a moment? Or, yeah. Or, or there was. How, how long yeah. a period was that? Uh, I shut it down. I, I always wanted, this is the thing that, that, why I, I left the business because I just nothing made sense to me anymore. Mm. I I I love the song Holding On. Oh and man. I felt I felt that holding on was the ultimate Lilo song. I was like, all right, this one here should knock the knock the walls off. And um when Capital didn't really get behind it, and there was even a um there was a jock at um I think he was at KISS at the time uh he was the youngest, he wasn't a job, he was the program director, the youngest program director, Barry Mayo. Barry Mayo. Remember him. Oh, yeah. Remember Barry Mayo? Abs yeah. Absolutely. Barry Mayo came up to Hush and was like, You guys are crazy if y'all don't make this a single. He says, People are asking for it. He says, It's out of the box. It's, you know, this, this could really work. And um, they wouldn't get behind it. They were actually fighting between um, the two. They, were, they wanted to have. Um, uh, either downtown or want to make love as a single, and 
they couldn't make up their minds because London wanted to do uh, downtown and, and, and uh, they wanted here in the States to have um, settled down. And uh, they, they couldn't make up their minds. So everything just stopped. And I, I couldn't understand that, you know? And, and I'm like, well, if you're not gonna you know, push holding on, I don't see what else I could do. I just yeah. felt that that was the ultimate Lilo song at that point. Yeah. And I was like, if, 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 if I'm, it's, it's like, you know, punching the dude in the head with everything you got and he just look at you and smile. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you, you, you just don't know what to do at this point. So yeah. I just said, I'm, I'm going to leave. I, I started doing other businesses. I was, I was, you know, doing um, building homes in the real estate bubble. I was okay. getting into the okay. computer stuff when it first came out. Okay. So I was just, you know, I just needed to get away from from music for a minute because I, I, I was just rattled by all that. Wow. You know, hold it on, man. That song, you're right. And 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 they yeah. couldn't hear that? They couldn't hear that? Are they crazy? They, no. They were they were caught up in it, you know, the record dealing with the record company, they weren't really music people. Uh, you know, it, they, it's a whole other head frame to be a record person and to and and be a, a an artist or a music person. So back in the days it was a little better, you know, even before I came out, like in the 70s and 60s, a lot of the the um uh, program directors and and the, the liaisons of the of the companies they were musicians so it was a right. different mindset right they understood you know, yeah. they, understood, they yeah. you know they were they was just let's get the best product we can get and then give it to the suits to sell well right. that that's a good point because i think one of the labels <clears throat> that were very early in the game of r&b i have to say um is atlantic records yeah, because they are they they had Wilson Pickett, mm -hmm. they had they had Aretha, they had Sam and Dave, and and, and a guy named Jerry Wexler, who yep. was the producer of Aretha, and Ahmed Erdogan and the Erdogans that ran Atlantic, they yep. they were they were people that loved music and it showed. And Atlantic, yep. uh, Jerry Greenberg was the president back then, um, and. Uh, you know, they, they had a history of, of love of, of music and R&B. Plus, they were big in rock and roll. Capital yeah. is a different type of label based in Hollywood, not really connected to the New York East Coast, you know, R&B right. scene in a big way, even though they were a great company. I mean, Capital had the Beatles. What else can I say? You know, yeah. which but came they, out they, of they, BMI. But but, uh, but their, main, their main resources wasn't really the record company. They were into, like, missile heads and you know yeah. they they were into like you know guns and missile heads and war stuff yeah and you know so that really the music yeah. was was something totally different to them and what they were doing with the black artists at that time you know they they were basically using the black artists as write-offs for the pop mm. artists so they yeah were, they were, but they gave they that big label deal to mc hammer right mm-hmm and uh, maybe that hurt the other artists, I think, because by default, uh, uh, you know, that deal really kind of fell apart. And, of course, there's yeah. a whole other way of uh, how MC Hammer did his business. But that's a whole conversation for another right. show. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but MC, MC Hammer, they took him pop. So he, was, right. he wasn't really considered, you know, R&B. That's why when he came back with 
bumps, bumps in the trunk or whatever that song was. <laughs> it was not feeling it. Yeah. Bumps in the bump. came with that big James thing. That, that was a beast. Wow, so that wow. second one, MC Hammer was struggling, and he felt like he needed to do something else. So he figured, let me go to the new trend that's coming. That was what the rap thing Yes. the thing was, and that's what he was trying to do, but he didn't pull it off right. Right. No. Right, right, right. The, 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 you know, the, the G's, the OG's out there wasn't wasn't going for it. It's like, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't no hood, man. You know, you don't know what this is about. <laughs> you know? So it, 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 it just didn't work for him. Yeah. So, so listen, yeah. so so listen, title um Tattletale, give me a little more of um of that story because I wanna I wanna ask a couple more questions and oh, then yeah. I'm gonna get to the main question. Um this is the main thing I want to ask the brother, but just just yeah, read that lot, real quick. Yeah, a lot a lot of stuff we already covered. We're gonna um also assessing a successful chef's uh, uh session vocalist. He worked with Evelyn Champagne King, Kashif, James Ingram, which I didn't know, George Benson. I mean, he's some big names up here, you know. He developed a special relationship with Noma Moore. He wrote the song Mine Up Tonight for her and joined the one tour in 1984 as a protege. That same year, he released his second solo album, All of You, which climbed to number nine on the R&B charts and also reached 186 on the Billboard 200. That's a major accomplishment, you know? Um, yeah. I'm going to yeah. go on a, a little further because something I want to ask you. <laughs> Uh-oh. In 1985... Thomas toured with comedian Eddie Murphy. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Now, 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 me being a comedian, I mean, that's that, that that's such an honor and a privilege to be with an iconic figure like Eddie Murphy. Absolutely. And you, you were opening for him, or? Yes, I was I was opening for him. He originally opened the tour with um, the Bus Boys. And uh. then he took a break, and he came back, and... Um, and then I got on the tour. We did close to 64 cities. Wow. And we were doing places wow. like, you know, like the size of Madison Square Garden. Wow. It was wow. it was nuts. I mean, it was I can, it was I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, how it was, did, it was I nuts. can imagine. How did you get it that was, gig? How did how did Eddie Murphy come to notice you? How did you get that gig with Eddie? I, I knew Eddie from the clubs and stuff when he was oh, okay. coming up and was he was already doing Saturday Night Live. Okay. You know, we met a couple of times and he he liked my music. So he actually, you know, called up Hush and asked for me to open his show. Oh, that's beautiful. So man. That's that was that nice. was so cool. I thought it was nice of him. He's a really cool guy. I mean, he gave us everything we wanted. We had no problems. With, wow, with 64 he, cities, man. That's great guy. That's yeah, a that's, tour, that's a major tour. You hear that, yeah, Mr. That Moore? Was major. <laughs> Your turn <laughs> to come. Your turn to come. Your turn to come. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you might be opening up for Lilo one day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, you never know. That's how this works. Hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how this thing works. <laughs> I might be. Op- I might be opening up for her. Really that could be that too. Could hey, be that too. Hey, I might be doing a duet together. <laughs> that could work. That could work. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. So Lilo, yeah. now here we are. Here we are. I don't want to. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Tattle, tell you want to. You got something else? Well, the George oh, yeah. Benson thing. Um, I, that George was Benson, go ahead. George yeah. Benson was got, a Kashif yeah. project, and oh, um, Kashif yeah. called me down to do George Benson. The, it's, the song is "Inside Love," it's and a, I'm doing all the the backgrounds on that. 
Nice. So that, wow. that was a nice experience, getting to meet George Benson and stuff. I met him after the session. He's like, I said, hey, I just did your, your session. He said, oh, yeah, I heard the song. He said, that's you doing that part? It was, this is this really high part I was doing. And I said, okay. yeah. He said, wow, that was really good. So he was a good guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, George Benson, great artist. Uh, he had a record that was working called Give Me the Night, which was you. Yeah. And uh, just very talented. And, and, and just the nicest uh, artist you want to deal with, you know? Yeah, he was. And he was, a, he was a good singer, but he didn't get credit for his vocals because when he came out, he came out with the guitar. Right. And uh, yeah. a lot of people didn't give him a lot of credit, but he, he, he had really good vocals. Yeah, oh, did. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Give Me the Night was, I think, vocally strong. And yeah, uh, it was produced real well. And it, and it crossed him into, it, you know, not only R&B, but... Uh, it, it cracked the pop and the dance market, you know? Exactly, exactly. And the whole jazz thing, he, he had that down. Yeah, yeah Kashif. Um, Kashif met him in Hawaii. You know, Kashif was um, out in Hawaii. He had bought a home out there for a little while. He lived out there. Wow. And uh, George Benson was his neighbor. So oh, that's really? how that, that happened. Nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. I wasn't in Hawaii. Wow. Ooh, I got to wow. start singing, man. Can I get some lessons? <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to ask you something, uh, Mr. Thomas. Um, I'm going to step away from the bibliography for a second. You know, I was listening to some other some other your, your music, some covers. I mean, yeah. that temptation is just my imagination. Ooh, yeah. Blew that up. Blew Bro, that up. You well, killed that. that. Yeah, killed I actually it. met Eddie Kendricks one day. I was on the Eddie Murphy tour and, and Eddie Kendricks was performing at a club not too far from where I was performing. And I said, I, I gotta get over there and meet him because I, he had, his brother has a record store. I think it's in, uh, I think it's in uh, Chicago. Uh, I, I think it's Chicago. But um, yeah, I, I knew his brother because I used to go to, to, to the record store when I was signing, you know, you do it um, like a signing of the albums and stuff and do a poster and stuff giveaways. And uh, I said, I always wanted to meet Eddie Kendricks. And this was the chance I got to meet him. So I actually left my show, went to, the, went to see him. And I was in the audience just sitting there and he recognized me. Wow. And then he, wow. pulled me up on this, he pulled me up on the stage. Oh. And we did that song, um, that song, you gotta, you gotta smile so bright. Oh, you know, wow. Oh yeah, it was ah, an amazing feeling. That's yeah, my that, that's my that. team right there, the Temptations. Exactly. Wow. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love he boys, said he man. said he loved what I was doing with the songs and to keep doing them, and you know that was just such an honor for me to wow. hear that from him. Yeah. Wow, brother, I'm man. telling you, you can do you can do everything and anything. And I also heard you cover the Ice Man. That ain't easy I, to do. Uh, no, I I, co <laughs> I covered um Otis Redding. Yeah, I'm Ooh. sorry, Otis Redding. Yeah, yeah I can't stop I, loving you. I think it was. I, I, I've been loving you too long. I've been loving wow. you too long. Yeah. yeah, I heard. I'm like, whoa, wow. Yeah. Oh man, I love Otis work. I, I, I always felt that you know when I do records, I always want to, you know, give big respect to the people that paved the road for me. Right. So uh, you know, in in the first concert I ever that I ever put together. I, I called it the uh, sophisticated gents, uh -huh. and um, I brought in um, um, it was um, what's name from Shalimar and people. Oh yeah, Bryson. Howard Hewitt. Howard Hewitt. Howard yeah. Hewitt from Shalimar, mm -hmm. Peebo Bryson, mm -hmm. Evo. Oh my and, God. And, my, and myself. Whoa! And uh, that wow. that 
That show was great. Oh, we, you, you know, we had a good time at that. Wow. I'm telling you, man, you that you that dude, man. You that dude for real. When I when I when I heard when I heard those covers from those ledges that you did, I'm like, whoa. Now I was like beyond impressed. Hey, you, you have to, man. Know. These are the guys that paved the way. You know, we got to keep yep, alive. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know what, Lito? Yeah, let, yeah let they, me... they paved the way, but you put the bricks down. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Lito. Let me ask you this. And this is this is this is because uh, Monet is here, right? Monet is here. She's an artist. What advice would you give to a, a, a younger artist than you or someone? Because you've been around a minute. What would you say? What can you say to her right now? That that could help her, or just give us some some information, you know, some way forward and back. What would you be able to say to this young lady right now? I, th I, I think that the music industry has just changed so much. So I I think you know you need to learn the history of the the business because it's so important. I, you find a lot of artists that they don't understand what the business is, so they don't understand how to how to get into situations. You know, some situations are gonna be different from others, but right now, if you just own 100% of nothing, then you really have nothing to lose to get involved with something that's gonna help you, you know, mm. grow your music and your business. And um, mm. I, I think for artists today, because of the, the, the uh, internet has leveled the playing ground, it's, it's all about a, a, a lot of social media. It's about finding your audience. Even with me now, I still concentrate on finding the audience because that's what it's about. Because at the end of the day, it's all about putting asses in seats. Right. And, and you, you, you have to get out there and make that happen. So I, I would just say it's, it's just a lot of work on to, to build your value in, in the streets and in the in, in this music market. Because it, it's just so important now. And we get, I mean, it's hard for artists today because most of our R&B stations are gone. There's right. nowhere you can really go to display your talent. And I, I think, you know, we're, we're getting lost in that. So, hmm. you know, you have to be well-rounded. You know, that's why I try to, I, I do my own music. I promote my own shows. You know, I, you have to do it all, you know, mm. because it, that's what it's about. And you have to learn how to do this to, in, in order to survive it. So it's, wow. it, I think it's all about that. Wow. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I agree a thousand yeah. percent. And I found that it, I have to do it all. <laughs> like yeah, I you, really you do. You do. And, <laughs> it, you do. And, and you just, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes, you know, you, you know. To, to, to get your audience. But, you know, I, I think internet has been a great thing. The social media thing is just really powerful if you get behind it right. You know, I'm, I'm still learning a lot about the social media thing. But um, mm -hmm. I see that, you know, people respond to that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I'm from, I'm old school. I'm, you know, I, I'm used to going in, working out a deal with something, making it all happen. But with right. this thing, it's a, it's a whole other ball game. Right, 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 right. And these kids got it down because they they know how to get on that social media thing and stay there all day. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> but you, you gotta you gotta you gotta work it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe a team, put a team together that of young people that, that, that will stay on there and, and do your bidding. Exactly. You know? 
you know. Exactly. Those that, and they have independent companies out there that are pretty strong. Yeah. You know, that major companies you can go, you can still go to them, you know, and, and it really when you go to them, it just you need to know the kind of deal you want to have. You know, so it, it, that, that's important to know what kind of dollars are going to be put into your promotion. You know, what kind of dollars are going to be put into your, you know, your, in, your, your pressing, your, your getting your records out there. Their machinery is big. So right. when, the, when the majors get behind you, all the lights come on, you know, and, and when you're done, all the lights go off. So it's like you never existed. So you, wow. you have to know how to survive. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you know what, a, a question comes up that I want to ask you because you just made a point about when they get behind you and the lights, the lights are on. Would you, what opposed to being an independent artist and signing with a label? Because everybody wants to be independent. They want to put out their own music and what have you. What do you think? Is it better to sign with a, with, with a label or is it better to do it yourself? Because people will tell you, oh, do it yourself, you own everything. But that's not necessarily true in my estimation. Yeah. What, do, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's like I said, you could you could do it yourself, but you own 100% of nothing. Right. If you get with the major, you know, their machinery is powerful. I mean, your stuff is, is they make things happen when they want it to happen. And even if you're sitting on the bench, you still are in a better position than you are as a, a new independent artist. Right. You know, a new independent artist, it's, it's hard. You know, you need to get that audience first. And the majors can do that for you. Even if they don't, if they don't, even if they don't go all out on you, just the fact that you're in a major and you can run through their stuff, people know you, you know, and people come out. And the majors, you know, are the ones that book these, your, your concerts. They, they, they got the booking agents that can, you know, get you deals, especially the, you know, today where they're doing these 360 deals. You know, where they own everything. You know, they own your your your, your concerts, right. they own your music. And you know, it's they got the whole loop. They got the watch your publishing. They they right. yeah, they own everything. Right? They always own your publishing, you know. And uh that's one of the things that I never could understand because I feel that if if I go to a bank and borrow money to buy a house and I pay that house off, I should own that house. Right. You know, right? That's the same thing that happens with the majors. If you don't have the dollars to really invest in, you know, recording an album, you know, which was a lot harder back then, now it's a little easier. But once you, you know, if you if you sold your your album blew out, you you still don't own that product. So that is the time where you know if you're selling like that and you get off of it and started doing it yourself, you're in a better position than being a new artist. Mm. trying to do it yourself. It's just a lot harder as a new artist because yeah. you haven't gotten your audience yet. Because I think a lot of these kids are misled to believe that, um, you know, we can, uh, we, can, we can get popular and get rich doing it ourselves. They don't really understand that it's really hard, man. It's really it hard. Oh, well, you know, Chase, uh, Chance the Rapper did it. Well, how many Chance the Rappers are actually doing it? He's Yeah, but Chance, the, but Chance the Rapper didn't really sell a record. He was a part of that new uh, app that was coming out at the time. Mm. So he was the figurehead for that. So that's where, you know, his, the, the machinery got behind him for that. Right, you know, okay. He, it, that was a, that's a whole other stuff. At that time, Chance the Rapper didn't even sell a record yet. 
you know. Wow. So, so being he, misled. He, was, he was he was he was launching Spotify. Mm. You know, so so that's a whole other angle. That's the way that these kids are coming up today. And a, a lot of the stuff you is is an illusion because these are just these companies, you know, making you believe that it can happen this way. Right. And you know, it it, it doesn't happen like that. You know? Right. Right. You know, I tell any artist, I think, and and you guys are artists. You, you're out here. You're performing. You have to perform. You have mm-hmm. to perform. That's where your money's at. You have yeah. to perform. You yeah. know, you got to get out there. And 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 for me, older artists, I you know, I spoke to Christopher Williams a couple of times. That's my boy. And I, you know, look, look, the light does get dimmer at some point in time in your career. Yeah. Let's keep it, it real. Happens. Everybody gets everybody gets older, man. You're not gonna yeah. be as hot as you was when he was young. It's just that simple. Yeah. So you got to can't all be number one. Yeah. 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 And, and you got to pivot and 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 reinvent yourself and continuously do that. You have exactly. to turn around and get you. I told get a killer band, get a killer mm-hmm. band, some killer background singers, throw some put put a hell of a show together, a ninety minute show, going to these mm-hmm. casinos, going to mm-hmm. these uh, these these private corporate events, and you can charge those people good money, and you can stay on the circuit making money. It ain't always about the records. See all of this yeah. thing about I want to be known and seen and known and seen. That you want to make some money. Yeah, you want to put yeah, asses in seats. Exactly. That's, that's it. what it's about. You know, exactly. If you if if you get your value up, that you know, promoters know that you're you're filling those houses, then that's that's where you make money. Good. You know, and it's always been that way for us as as black artists. It's it always been everything fell on our performances because they would tie up your money as far as you know, the mechanics and all the, what you make in front of the record company, that's been going on for years. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people are getting a little disillusioned by it. But it's a, it's how you use the majors is, is how you make your money. Because you'll find that a lot of artists, even major artists, they're, they're not as, as, as rich as they, they claim to be. It's just right. you're now put in a position that you can, you can, you can borrow because you have a money stream already. They know. Right. Oh, I mean, if, if 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 Bruce Springsteen decides he wants to do a tour, he can go to the bank and say, "Look, I need, you know, thirty million dollars. I'm getting ready to do a tour." And they'd be like, "Sure, is that all you need? You know, right, just right, yeah. <laughs> you know." But yeah. it, and and I, I I always say that as black people, we need to you know really think about more of our institution on, on, on saving our own music. We need to get together and and create something that, you know, and I see that they're, they're doing it now because there's these promoters that they're called like the um, the black, black promoters or something. Black collectors. And they got together. Yeah. And I wondered why yeah. that didn't happen before. Yeah. You know, yeah. we should have yeah. always had so- something like that, you know, but that- we need to own our own institutions to, to, to separate us right. from them. To do they, they come into our world anytime they want. I mean, That's she, right. uh, Justin Bieber was at the Apollo. All that was was to say, "Oh, Justin Bieber made it through the Apollo. He must be great because the reputation of the Apollo is that if you ain't if you ain't happening, you 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 it it doesn't work." Right. But now that he was there, and none of us was there, mm-hmm. but you know they filled the house with their people. But the fact that he used. The Apollo's image and reputation right. to to certify their artists. They've been doing that to us for years. 
Mm. And we need to own, we need to start owning our own destiny. I agree with you 100%. That, that's it. That's what Truth Be Told is all about. Okay. You know, that, that the new, the new, my new single is all about ah. just owning like, your own, you know. Mm -hmm. it's I like all the way you segue you. to that. I like Make the way you happen. segue to that. Yeah. Because <laughs> what I'm going to do right now. Uh, uh, okay, you want to say something real quick? You want to say something? No, I, uh, you would. You had mentioned the Black Collective or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Black Promoters Collective. Shelby, Shelby black. and them, yeah. Black Promoters yeah. Collective, yeah. Okay, and mm -hmm. they are doing... What What they've done is they went and they, they, they handpicked uh, top promoters from certain areas. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they got together, and now they're doing the large and major concerts ah, okay. throughout the country. One of the guys is Shelby. Shelby is yeah. uh used to be in the Paradise Theater when we was yeah. in Paradise. Shelby's from Yeah, it was him, him and another guy. Him and uh Derek. Him and Derek yeah, Sanders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's one of, he's a he's a, a guy in his 40s, he's in his 40s, he's a young yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. And he started doing shows on his own. It's called S S J Presents. If you hear that name, oh, yeah, that's yeah. who that is. Yeah. SJ yeah. Presents. He does all the comedy shows, he does everything out yeah. there, NJ Pack. He does all of those shows. So what he did, he got together. There's a guy that's the CEO. He's the president. And they brought in uh, a money guy, uh, a guy out of Jersey, some people from, uh, I think, Atlanta, and some other people from Jersey, Atlanta, and a couple other places. Mm -hmm. And they got together, six of them. And they mm -hmm. formed this company, Black Collectives, uh, Black Promoters Collective. Yeah. And they're putting on all the major shows. The yeah, Gladys big Nights, shows. Yeah, the Gladys Nights with... Uh, Glad it was Gladys Knight, Stephanie, and and Patty. They put on yeah. the new the new edition tour. They new just, edition, they did that. yeah. The Maxwell tour. They started yeah. with the Maxwell tour. He yeah. was the first one that signed on with them to get yeah. this thing jumped off. So they yeah. they're doing big things. They did Mary J. They Mary, doing Mary J. J. They're doing Mary yeah. J. Now that's that's their yeah. tour. So you know, yeah, hats off to that. I love that. I yeah. love that's that. That's what we need. We need to do more of that, even on different levels. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're hitting the sky with theirs. Yeah. We need to do that on other levels, you know, get our own places to, yeah. to get artists to, to show their talents. Yeah. You know? I, just had a conversation. I, I just had a conversation with someone and I was saying, you know, I was on 42nd Street the other day and, you know, the, um, the, uh, Fashion. what was this? The, what Fashion was, Week? No, no, no. The, um, um, Lucy, I know they do a city concert. No, what was the the place that everybody used to go to to see the shows right there on 40 Second? Oh, BB King's. Oh, you know about BB BB King's. So BB King's is now shut down, and I was yeah. thinking in my yeah. like all of the people, all of the artists that we have in New York. Why did no one like just say, "Let's get together, let's buy this, and let's like exactly, exactly," and mm -hmm. just continue the legacy because that was big. Like I've seen so many people at BB King's that I probably never would have gotten a chance to see. Right. Exactly. And it's like we don't do enough of that. So I I I totally understand and I I, I agree with us needing to get together and, and just handle our own business. Yeah. But, see, you know. you know what? You know what it's funny you say that because the uh Black Promoters Collective, we're doing a show October 29th up in uh Co-op City in the Bronx, right? Now, I grew up. I grew up in the Bronx, and okay. we started out. Uh, Fresh Entertainment is my company. We started out 
at that particular venue in the Bronx in Co-op City, they have a big auditorium up there, right? We started out in the year 2000. That's when we formed and did our first show. And we did it with a a few few friends. It was five of us that started together. My brother, uh, Godfather Productions, Stackhouse Productions, Papa Perk Productions, Fresh Entertainment. So what we did now is when I saw the Black Promoters Collective, um, we used to have this thing uptown when I was coming up. It was called the Uptown Organization, right? Mm-hmm. And they were a gang. They were a gang. But mm-hmm. neighbors got together and they supported the protected neighborhood. So what we did now is we, we now call it um, the Uptown Organization of Promoters. So we got right. back together. And I'm, this is a segue into what you were talking about, Lilo, that we need to do it on a smaller level. Absolutely. And we, we're actually doing this. And during the pandemic, and Ray can tell you this, I've had meetings. We we put together meetings online and brought many promoters together to talk about that very same thing of trying to bring everybody together. And yeah. there's been resistance and this, that, and the third, but yeah. you still got to keep trying. You still got to yeah. keep trying. Yeah. Exactly. And it's yeah. important because we, you know, we also need, you know, our people to to understand the value in supporting their artists. Right. right. You know, you, you have to come out and see the show. If you like an artist, support them. You know, come on out, check out the shows, and have a good time. I mean, I, I, it's pretty easy. You know what? You know what? Take this out. I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm not because now that what is promoting thing, right? <laughs> this is what I was talking to somebody about the other day. Ray, you with me? Ray, you are you there? You with yeah, me? Right? Yeah. Now, this, this I, segue, I think I know what you're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, this, this segue writes into where my head is at right now. We had a pandemic, right? Yes. Everybody was locked down. Yes. Everybody lost money. We can all yes. see that. Either through yes. regular employment, not, mm-hmm. not performing, promoters right. not putting on shows, not going to work, whatever, whatever your, your money source and income was, we all right. lost. And I'm finding out from Fat Joe and people like that, Yesterday's prices, not today's prices. Right. I got a problem with that. And I'm going to tell you from a promoter's perspective, I'm not an artist. I'm not yeah. an artist. And this is why I'm talking to two artists. I, I want to get your opinion on this, right? Uh-huh. How are we going to get ahead if prices are now from the artists are double and they're saying, well, you know, yesterday's prices, not today's prices. A promoter. Now, now check this out. Right. We are responsible for paying the artists. Mm-hmm. We're responsible for paying the venue. We're right. responsible for paying security. We are yep. su- responsible for doing promotion, lodging, and transportation. That's what we have to do. Right. The artist is responsible for performing. They want to be mm-hmm. paid. They want to be paid. So yeah. why why are we now outbidding each other and not working reasonably? Everybody deserves an increase. Let, let me be clear. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But and you it, have to be reasonable. Be. I know exactly what is what you're saying, yeah. and 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 what I I say to some artists when I'm doing certain situations is like, okay, so if we don't fill the house, are you going to give me some money back? Right. You know, right. it's, it's you, you have to you have to give some bins somewhere. Exactly. You know? and it's like, and and I don't think a lot of our artists understand. You have to grow the business. Right. So you, I, I know they don't feel they need to understand that as an artist. I get it, but. You need to understand that we are in a position now where we need to create our own. We need to be able to say, 
okay, I'm going to go do these things that I do in London and make this money there. But when I come back home, if, if my people are doing something, I should be able to come there and, and work out something with them. Right. You know, and, and exactly. I think that that's how things should go. But they don't understand because they don't know what that whole, you know, promotional yeah. thing is. Right. And right. they don't understand. Still they don't, don't know. understand it. You're paying for marketing right. promotion. You turn around. And then, and then if you lose, who takes the fall? Because everybody right. else has been paid. That's exactly. because that's because in this business, uh, I've, I've told this to LJ, everybody knows who Mark Cuban is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, he's a billionaire and has the Mavericks and whatever. And he's on this show, Shark Tank. And he invests in a lot of different situations. But he says the one business that he will not unequivocally invest in is the music business. And why do you think that is? Well, it's fickle. It's, it's fickle. It's called in business, in investment, when you take any business that you're going to invest in, you look at the nature of the business, the market, the demographics, the competition, the product, etc. And there's a thing called risk reward in the music business, especially in concert promotion, particularly with artists, you know, new independent artists or middle artists that are not superstars. And you do a show, the risk is bigger than sometimes the reward. And you've yes. got to be real careful because just like you said, if, if, if we don't fill up the house, are, you, uh, are we, are we going to be able to get some money back from the artists? Hell no. Nope. <laughs> the, the risk Absolutely reward in, in the music business, particularly as it relates to promotion, unless it's a superstar uh, show, you know, uh, at the Garden. And when I mean, Harry Styles just did seven nights at the Garden and sold out every night. That's a whole different world. We're mm. talking about uh, artists uh, that, you know, done well, have had hits. Melissa right. Morgan, Christopher Williams, even the, the classic artists of, uh, you know, the Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and, and, and the Shy Lights and the Stylistics and, and what. But you got to be real careful in, the, in this concert business, uh, especially yeah. coming out after the pandemic, where a lot of people are still not sure they want to go to a show. Right, Correct? exactly. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, you got to think too, I mean, the pandemic was one thing, but there is a conscious effort to keep us down. We, we're losing our R&B stations. So how can we create that value, you know, if people aren't hearing you the way that they're used to hearing you? Now the kids are on their Well, that's a whole other conversation. Stuff. Yes, you're yeah, right. Exactly. You know, there's, there's a conscious effort to keep us in a certain position. It always has been. Right. So, and then when we figure it out and we start to grow with it, then they take it from us. Right. So we have to start learning how to protect what's ours like they do I them. agree, man. I agree, There was a brother. time... There was a time I, I would go to black stations and right across the hallway would be a white station. And my rep from Capitol told me, I said, well, let me go in there and just say hi to people. Let me just go meet. He says, no. He says, Lilo, if I let you walk through those doors, they will fire me. Wow. So that's how intense yeah. it was, you know, with, with black music and, and pop music at that time. Dang. So, wow. you know, they, they, they just keep us where they want us. But meanwhile, you can get, you know, other people that come on our soul trains. And right. You can right. get them. They can, you know, they, right. they take up. I mean, it's, you know, R&B album of the year, you know, Justin Timberlake. Uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, really? That's absolutely crazy. Really? And they did that to disco. There was a whole backlash to kill disco 
because it was it was crushing the, the pop music department and they couldn't understand why all these dance records like you know Boogie Oogie Oogie and Gloria Gaynor and Donna mm-hmm. Summer and the Village People and and Peter Brown and and, and the list was endless. Meanwhile, yeah. you know. Uh, there was a backlash to say that it was dead, and yet it never died. People didn't stop right. dancing, but it was right. a conscious effort because the pop music department was intimidated by the strength of how big disco got on the dance floor, and it gave the ability to break records, and they squashed it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You know? So we, we just got to get smart about what we're doing. You mentioned the village people. Do you know I was going to be a village people once? <laughs> <laughs> that you, you were what? Really? Now, you were gonna what? He's gonna right, be right, before, right before I got my contract to do Capitol Records, I was close to signing. I was gonna be the cop on the Village People. Oh, really? <laughs> they offered me crazy money. They offered me really? crazy money. They were getting me an apartment in the city. They, I, I was already. I saw the schedule that I had, that I was, and I was getting ready to sign. And my contract from Capitol came through, and I, I decided Thank to go. God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> And yet, you know, the village people was that was a they they went to double platinum with their album. Oh man! Oh yeah, they were crazy. Young they man. Were, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the the producer was a guy he passed away, Jacques Morali. He was yeah, Jacques. Yeah, exactly. Jacques. Yeah, and the and the, the executive producer was Henry Bellolo. They were from France, and uh, uh, I mean, he did the he, he did the scouting oh, for, and he also was producer of the village people. Excuse me, the Richie family that had big hits with the best disco in town in uh, mm-hmm. Brazil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Lilo, yeah. Lilo, do you know? Do you know Ray Caviano? No. Well, obviously, you know that he knows. He knows all of what he's talking about. Let me just tell you who he is, so that so that you know, because you say, "Who's this guy with all this information?" <laughs> Ray Caviano was uh, RFC, uh, Warner RFC. Had the group change with Luther Vandross. That's that's. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's who we had. And amongst a break, just give a quick rundown of who you are. Because was it was it wasn't Fred Petrus a part of that as well? Yes, he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that's who I did the deal with uh, with Freddie Petrus, and yes. uh, they were out of Italy and they came here and and did the uh, they did the instrumental tracks in Italy and then they came here and did all right. the vocals with Luther and all these uh, Jocelyn Brown. And, and all these other uh, studio singers, Tanya Gray and uh, yep. Tanya Willoughby, right? Uh, Tanya yep. Willoughby, yeah. I, I, knew Tanya, I, I actually had something to do with the writing of um, On The Beat. That's right, that's BB and Q band. They were, they yep. were on Capitol. Yep. I exactly. promoted that record independently. Meanwhile, I've been in the music business for over 50 years. I worked for uh, different rock and roll groups in the, in the, in the 60s and 70s. As a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, became a publicity director of London Records uh, in uh, 1971, oh. working with Al Green and Bloodstone and ZZ Top and the Moody Blues and Rolling Stones. And I worked in management. And then I wound up uh, getting uh, promoting independently. Uh, when I saw the disco thing happening in the mid 70s, I promoted two groups uh, the Dr. DePazard's original Savannah Band uh, for RCA and, and turned the beat around for Vicki Sue Robinson. And wound oh, up yeah. getting working for a guy named Henry Stone, which was the president of independent label, and that's when independent record companies could make hits. Uh, TK Records, and they had right. Casey and the Sunshine Band, three million yep. albums. Uh, George McRae, Rock Your Baby, Betty mm-hmm. Wright, T Connection, Peter Brown, Foxy. Uh, the list was endless. 
And because of the hits that I had with TK and Henry Stone, I wound up getting my own label deal with Warner Brothers. And, and uh, that's why I signed Change and Luther Vandross and promoted all the R&B dance records on uh, Warner Brothers. That's why I said George Benson, because he was on Warner Brothers and we had a dance hit with uh, uh, Give Me the Night and Ashford and Simpson, Found a Cure, Chaka Khan, I'm Every Woman, I Can Keep the Prince, uh, mm-hmm. Work That, I Want to Be Your Lover. And uh, so what happened was, is that I became so hot with TK that I met uh, Mo Austin of Warner Brothers. And he said, yeah, hey, listen, no can you tell me how can I get hits the way you guys are doing it at TK? And uh, one thing led to another. I did a consultancy project for them. And he said, would you want to come to Warner Brothers and promote our records, our, our roster, the way you do the TK thing? And I mm-hmm. said, yes. But I went back to him. I said, if you want me to promote the Warner Brothers roster, give me my own label. And a day later, he said, sure. And that's how the RFC label was born. And oh. uh, so I was running my own label in addition to promoting all the Warner Brothers product. And, and the rest is, you know, is history. We have the RFC label, which, LJ, you want to give them a little history of? No, you do, you, you, you're doing a good job. Keep going. <laughs> well, but... You know, you came to me. Come on, tell them the part where you said, let's come out of the Raptors. And I did what you did. I left the business for a while. I was like, okay, enough is enough. And yeah. LJ said, stop hiding. You know, come on. Out. <laughs> you know, and so we, we launched, uh, relaunched the RFC label. And it's now called RFC Fresh, part of the Fresh Entertainment Media Group. And, uh, you know, where we do the concerts and all the various other activities that we do, including this radio show which is part right. of that little enterprise. Nice. And we signed uh, uh, D-Train of our first record when we relaunched. Oh, um, yeah, D-Train, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was big on Prelude with the, uh, you know, he had an enormous dance hit. And then we had yeah. Christopher Williams we did a, a ballad with. That was incredible. We had a record with Melissa Morgan. We had, oh, nice. uh, I don't know if you know Peter Wayne, who's big here yeah. in, in, the, in, in, yeah. in the New York area. And yeah. a lot of our success right now, in addition to what we do in America, we, we, we really cued into, and you mentioned this, uh, the UK uh, scene. And our yes. records are, are big in the UK because we promote our records with this internet uh, radio over there that yes. loves R&B. Yes, so that's the long and the short of it in 90 seconds. There you right. go. Okay. Of, over, of over 50 years of commitment. There you go. Now listen, listen, let's, let's, let's segue to this, Lilo. I don't want to mess around anymore. You got a new single. <laughs> you got a new single. Like <laughs> <laughs> you got a new single. I want to make sure that we get this because that's why we're here too. You know, you got a new single. We want to talk about first of all, how did that single come about? What made you want to do it now? What was the whole feeling behind it? And and what took so long to get this done? I, I, I just wanted, you know, I we were in we were in just hard times. And I, I wanted to put something out there into the universe just to, to motivate people and to help you understand that anything you want to do, you can do. It, it's all about you dealing with yourself. I, I always say that when people are going through hard times with something, you have to look in the mirror and say, I have met the enemy and it is me. Because there's always something you can do if you really put your mind to it, that you can create your own path. You know, it's, it's just so important to, to do inventory on yourself and to, to make things happen in your life. See what it is, break it down, and then make it happen. 
it, yeah. it's, it's happening every day. And, it, and it, when you include other people into your life and, and, and th that's thinking the same way that you are, you know how they say you can have an open hand when you close it, it's a fist. Mm -hmm. That's what this needs to be. You know, we need to be a fist. And, gotcha. and it's all about starting with yourself. Got you. Gotcha. You know, so that I, I felt that that needed to be put into the universe right now because we just got things coming out of nowhere at us. Right. And, right you know, you, you have to find your way through this and, and, you or lose your mind. That's right. That's right. You know. All right. So listen, we're going to listen to the single right now. This is Mr. Lilo Thomas. Truth be told. My God is tough out here. Sometimes it seems unreal It's heavy If you're sick and tired, put your hand up Let me see
Wow. Wow, you got to see Yeah, so it, it's, it's inspirational. Yeah, I, I, I hear, you know, when you just explained it, and, and you sang it exactly the way you explained it. Mm -hmm. You sang yeah, that exactly. I, I, and I was on my bike when I was riding, when I was riding. So that's, <laughs> I, I saw it like in aerobic classes and, you know, spin classes and stuff. Okay, that's the truth be told, man. A lot going on yeah. out there. Yeah, it's, it's out there. It's it's on, you know, anywhere that people can uh, get their music, it's there. Okay, you know? okay, man. And you guys are talking about a label. It reminds me of uh, um, uh, when I when I got back into the music, I have a very good friend, and uh, his name is um, Paul Tarnapal. And your guy might know, his, his dad was Nat Tarnapal. And he's mm. the one that actually had uh, Jackie Wilson. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he and he has all. It was Brunswick Records. The whole catalog. He has Brunswick, all the yes, catalog so. and stuff like that. Wow. And I, when I got back into the uh, business, I actually went through his company, you know, to 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 kickstart my first. Um, I did a compilation album, and okay. it was the best of. And he did that that album for me. Okay. What year was that? Did you get what? What year did you come back? How long was you out? And then how, when did you come back? Wow, I was out for like about 10 years. Wow, okay. Yeah, I was just getting into other businesses and stuff. And, and then I, I came back, and, you know, I went through him to, uh, to through Brunswick Records and they gotcha. were independent. You know, they were like a catalog company. Okay, okay. I have and a okay. question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I noticed that it was consistent that most of the people here were talking about how they left music business for a little while. And I, I too was, um, I was signed to a label, Sony Records Relativity. And um, we, I mean, there was a whole situation, but um, I was an F group. And then after that was over and um, done, I kind of found myself falling back from it as well. Would mm. you say, uh, and this question is for, for for all of you actually, would you say that um, the record business or the business of music is the hardest part of that journey because of because as a creative, you all you know is that you really want to create or sing or do comedy or you know be in this business somehow. And I noticed that everybody had to kind of take a break and kind of revamp themselves. And so I was just wondering, would you, would you, would you do it again? Would you do it um, again? I I would. I would probably do it again, but they probably wouldn't let me do it again because yeah. that's the whole thing with you know when you're when you're you're dealing with the major labels. the The whole thing is that you don't know, so you don't you don't know what you're getting into, and that's where they they have the advantage, mm -hmm. you know. So, and that's why mm -hmm. I'm wondering, major versus independent. In that aspect, I know you're saying um, that it's a hundred percent of nothing, but growing something from nothing, I feel like and owning 
whatever it is, all of the hard work that you put in hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, I feel like is a better, or not necessarily better, but a newer way to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm I, I see what I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I and and no, I normally don't have this conversation with new artists because I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna dampen your vision because if you feel that then you should you should go at it. You should go at it as hard as you can. But it's it's a different story out there. You know, it's it's I I I I would want to explain it to you, but I don't think I should explain it to you because I don't want to I don't want to kill your energy and your and your desire to get the things you want to get. You know, mm-hmm. am I, you kind of get what I'm saying? I get you. I understand. Yeah, because because the record business is is what it is. It's a business. It's not about music. Wow. You know, it's 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 business. Wow. wow. And the the music is only like ten percent. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wow. deep. That's yeah. deep. You know, let me just say this. You know, um, my opinion on, on on I'm not an I'm not an artist, so to speak, but I do understand the creative, you know, the create creative side of it all. Um yeah. I love music. I've loved music all my life. And there was a time when I thought about uh I actually was in a group when I was younger. So this is and my older brother is is in the music business, how we got got involved in this stuff from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I do understand the passion and the love for the music. But yeah. I think I think being on the side that I sit on, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I think it disheartens people when the reality of the business actually hits you in the face. Because what I hate to see is people have aspirations to want to want to want to want to sing and they do it for the love and then they get hit with the business side of it. And right. it just kind of it just kind of sours you out a little yeah. bit. You know, not that you can't make it. You know, right. and I and, and like and like Lilo saying, I would never tell somebody don't do it, but you have to be careful. And the other yeah. thing about it, the other thing about it is that you gotta have some money. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. have some money. I mean, let's keep you it gotta, let's keep you it gotta have some true money. Yeah, you gotta you can, <laughs> listen. Let, let, let me tell you something. Being on the side that I sit on, we try to promote records. Now, I we got a hell of a team. I've got vets. My brother, myself, my both both of my brothers, myself, Ray, we've got a team and we got you know tentacles out there. But the fact is, just a single alone, and you talked about black radio here in the United States. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pull your coat on something right here, right? Mm-hmm. All these charts that you see people on, well, I made this chart, and that's that's great, that's recognition. But when you're talking about terrestrial radio in the United States, you're talking a whole different animal here. Yeah. You're talking about where's the bag? That's all they exactly. want to know. Where is exactly. the bag? And you better have 100 to 200K in that bag to get those singles played. This this thing is yes. about money. It's always Absolutely. been about money. Yeah, but well, that was the thing. Yeah. Back in the day, if you you knew that if you were top, if you were top 50 in Billboard, you was at least played in a, in every market, maybe at a, a light rotation or whatever, but you had to grow that from that point. And that, that was all about favors and dollars. That's right. You know how many you know, talented and, people are out here that can yeah. sing? Yeah. I mean, really, really sing? 
And then look at some of the people that are known and 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 and, and rich. A lot of them are not as talented as a lot of y'all that are out here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, it's yeah. it's about who you know and how much yeah. you've got to but spend. Then if, even if you even if you look at that, I mean, a lot of them aren't as rich and right. as you think they are. You know, because you know, I always look at it like the 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 more you are out there, the less you probably believe it was making. Right. You know, that that's what this business is about. This is a business. And it's about keeping you behind what's actually going on. Right. That that is the name of the business. Right. Right. That's why the record companies, there was one point you couldn't even produce your own record because the record company would own the producer. The record company would own the artist because they knew the value they could bring to them and they got them cheaper. And then when they put the records out, the record company knew their machinery could blow it up. And if you were getting, you know, I mean, I mean, look, the biggest artist in the world, Michael Jackson, was only getting two dollars and, and I think 75 cents. You know, the average artist is, right. is making probably somewhere around 30, 30, 30 cents. 30 cents of folks, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. meanwhile, you know, these guys are making seven, eight dollars. That's right. You know, with the way it used to go. So that's, right. that's just the name of the game. But you know, if you if you got that, you know, 35 cent or 50 cent that's selling, you know, a hundred million records, you're good. And and yeah. you know, then the, the company takes from you, they would charge you, they charge you stuff for like Remember when the records used to break? They, right. they were almost made like glass. Right. And they used to crack. Record companies, when they turned to vinyl, they still was charging you like the records were they were back in the days, the breakage, the damage. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff is in your contract. So you're losing as you're growing. Right. But it's yeah. better to grow because now your value is better. So, uh, so when you get from them, you move into another comp- company, that company is going to buy your debt so now you you pay these people off, but you're now still in debt. And then as you're growing from that, you're getting into more debt. It's tough, so man. Wow. It's 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 a it's a business. And you know, that that's what it's about. Yeah. That's why you do those shows, as I said before. You get your mm-hmm. person gets a killer band and you go on the road and you put that bread in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Put that bread in and your that, pocket. That's where they always keep us. That's right. And yeah. a record today on an independent uh, level, and, and and Ray, you can speak on this as well. It's a calling card. You know, you know That's what it is. It's it like is. a business it's card. It's a business card, right? That's all it is to exactly. say I have a recording out, and that'll help exactly. you get some shows, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the reality. Now, if you happen to hit, and 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 any, anybody can hit, if this if it's your destiny, it's going to happen no matter what. But mm-hmm. don't be disillusioned. Don't be, you know, discouraged. To not want to do it, but then also don't expect to be a superstar overnight. It's a grind. It's 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 hard. Like I tell my son, you yes. know, he, he can sing, right? And I don't want him to be hurt by this thing, man. Right. Because I've seen other people hurt by it. You know, yeah. I've seen people really lose their minds behind this thing, man. Because they thought it was one thing, it was something else. And then, you know, and like you see the stars and say, oh, well, I could do it too. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Just like the NBA, you got 250 ball players. You know how many dudes is nice and ball that will yeah. never be in the NBA? That's yeah. just as good as them cats. Yeah. It's where you position yourself and who you know. That's what yeah. life is about, period. You just talk about life on life terms. Y'all know that. Yeah. It's, 
It's about who you are and who you know. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And that's so important, you know, just getting those relationships and then, you know, finding your way through it. You know, it's, you know, it's an effort. It's a, it's a team thing. You you have to have a team around you that's going to help you grow and and it's going to help them grow. You know, but it's it's hard to find that. You know, I actually did want to start, you know, my career with a band, but I just, everybody's heads was in totally different places. So I decided to be a, you know, a single artist, right. you yeah. know, cause people yeah. don't get what, they don't get it. And, you know, I, can I, I, can, I can, can I, can I, can I, tell you this, um, Ms. Monet and Mr. Thomas, listening to you guys, both you have incredible, unique voices. You're versatile, you could do anything. I think that you should put out a CD of covers. Miss Monet, all those bad divas, those chicks that you used to listen to uh, you when you were a kid or coming up, you know, pick a song for each and do a CD. You know, like that, that group said, like that Leisha Fish, how, how can I ease the pain? You know, um, of that nature. Mr. Thomas, yo, like I said, when I heard you singing Otis, and the temptations, my imagination. I think you should make a CD, you know, saying that Lilo sings the romantic classics, you know, put it on the tux, the tie, you know, champagne glass in front of the fireplace. And I'm telling you, because people like to remember, ain't nobody out here yeah. doing that. Uh-huh. Eddie, Eddie's gone. Uh, uh, uh Otis gone. is gone. Everybody, yeah, gone, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. David Ruffin Marvin. is gone. Marvin. You know, yeah. All these people, uh-huh. Luther is gone. All these people are gone, but people want to hear their music. And if they can hear somebody that can do it as well and put on showmanship, I'm telling you, you're gonna make a killing. <laughs> All right. I'm That's there. coming from Tell a comedian tattletale. That's right. Yeah, and get get yourself get yourself get yourself a nice band, people with a commitment. Because let me tell you something. I come from another country, but I will pay to come see you, my friend. I come see you. I'll see you, my friend. <laughs> and you do this for me. I come see you. You say something, I come see you. Don't think that you always got to do your songs. Because mm-hmm. even Melissa Morgan, she had those covers that were, you know, that put her on the map. Yeah, do me, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do, but do, 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 do songs that are gonna challenge you. They're gonna make mm-hmm. people say, "Wow, who's that? She sound better than the original." You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. that, that that's I mean, what my, you my, want. I know. Just my imagination is still killing in Brazil. Oh, you yeah, that's I what I'm saying. That. I heard that. I'm like, what? You killed yeah. that. Wow. What? A- Hey, hey, when we was promoting the, the, the show, I was using that as 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 a lead in to have people come on out. They heard that. It was oh my god. And I'm a Temptations fan. I played that thing about oh, yeah, I am too. Man, I played that thing, man. Me and uh, me and Tony was playing that thing about <laughs> I, I turned around. She's going, Yo, did you hear that? Oh man, I forgot about that. Oh wow, we was going crazy. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if but my girl, I did my girl over, you know. My girl, I yeah. Love, I love Temptations. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love them cats, man. So listen, listen, we've been on for a moment. And normally, normally we do a wrap up at ten, right? Um, uh-huh. A two hour show. We've been going over time. I would, I want to give you the opportunity to start with the young lady, Miss Monet. I want Monet. you to tell everybody where they can find you, the name of your song again, 
where you're going to be next, what's going on with you, and how people can get in touch with you. Um, oh, you can you can come to lilothomas.com <laughs> or at Lilo Thomas. Okay. And um, you know, I'm uh, I'm on uh, Spotify, Twi- Twitter, YouTube. I'm everywhere. So You're everywhere. You can, okay. you can find me. I'm I'm all over the place. Where, where's I, your I'm next show, do, Leo? Huh? Where's your next show going to be at? I'm thinking I'm uh, I'm going to put out another single, and then I'm going to start putting shows together. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested in doing that place. Um, what do they call it? Um. The, the cutting room. Oh, the cutting room. If, yeah. if, nice. if you do that, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Understand yeah, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm going to do that. I like oh, that place. Oh, I, please I, let I me know. Be. On some level, let me know. I will be interested in doing something to help you out, to help get with you or something. Please yes. let me know. Please yes. let me know. Most of us, something. Something we can yeah, do. Yeah, and I can just come and open up for you. you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why I, not? Got, I, could, I could be the host and the MC. Well, we oh, got to show together right oh, now. There you go. Hey, yo, wait, wait, hold up. I could be the promoter. <laughs> Ray is the promotion we, we, marketing. We can promote. I'll do, right. do promoting too. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got promotion and marketing down. You and Ray, I'll promote. I'm, I'm the promoter. You got the right. you got the host right there, opening act, and you got the you got Lilo Thomas. It's got to get a killer band. Get a killer band. Oh, we got oh, yeah. that. I'm going to be working my band now. I'm actually setting up my basement now. To I'm going to start really doing my rehearsals in about okay. a month. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I'm, I'm going to drop man. the second single, and that's when I'm going to I'm going to come out. Okay. Okay. So, Miss Miss Monet, yeah. Amore, yeah. how can we find you? You can what? find me on all digital platforms. Uh, the name of my song is At the End of the Day, featuring the legendary Smooth B. Smooth B, that's right. And, um, I, is that the site, Sue B? Smooth what? B is the artist featuring on her song. What's, nice what's the site? What's her, what's her, her site? Oh, my, my website is moneamore.com. It's M-O-N-I-A-A-M-O-R-E. Um, the next show, I have a few shows. I also sing with Leon and the People. So, um, yeah, y'all spoke about David Ruffin. So, I have yeah. To oh, yeah, that's my <laughs> boy right there, man. Yeah, David's a bad boy. <laughs> so, um, we have a show on the Lower East Side uh, this Saturday, um, the 24th. And I also have a show at, um, it's the, it's the, Annual all black and glitter mm. party on the boat at 125th Street. I think it's yeah. Pier Pier West. Oh, I got it's it's on. The, I'll have the flyer up. But okay. You have it on your site, right? Right off of 125th Street. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I, I'll be promoting it on all of the things. Okay. And, um, and YouTube. I'm, my YouTube is really like the most. Um, okay. Definitely, I'll take it out. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're doing a, we're starting an open mic at the comedy club in Harlem, the black, the first black owned and only owned, only black owned comedy club in Harlem. It's going to be October second. It's in the afternoon on a Sunday. For anybody to know that is up and coming, it's going to be a professional. It's it's called Comedy in Harlem, on 117th Street. I think it's 511 117. We're going to be okay. there on October 2nd. And I'm trying to get people to come out 
support some of these new independent artists. Right. And anybody that wants to come out and just drop by, it's an atmosphere where everybody's cool and everybody can sit around and secure, just have a little fun and support some of these independent artists that are coming up and getting on the mic. It's going to be a nice, cool. a nice event. That's nice great. Event. Yeah. yeah, nice event. You know, um, so we want to do that. And then October 29th, I said we have the uh, event up in Co-op City. We're doing that. Um, we have a lore. A lore is performing. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're going to perform, and actually, it's my birthday party as well. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to send birthday? out. Some, uh, October, what date is that? October. It's going to be October 29th for the for the party. Uh, that's a Saturday, October 29th, and my birthday is October 27th. Okay. I'll okay, be. So yeah, I'll be 25 that day, so... Okay, okay, okay. I'm able to go out by myself now. Can you drink? I can ask my mommy first. <laughs> oh, yo, damn. <laughs> I, I still live at home with my mommy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're October baby. That's yeah, Scorpio, yeah. Scorpio. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I'm it's a, a nice a nice auditorium. Lilo, you'll love this place. State of the art. They they spent five million dollars uh, remodeling and refacing this place. And wow. They, yeah, they put a new sound system, lighting, new stage. It holds a thousand people. It's it's gonna be a, a nice event. If you're not doing any cool. anything, please come by to say hello. Come yeah. on in and hang out. And if you're not doing anything, and I remind you guys too, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Give me a thing. Yeah. I put a flyer up. Abs you know, on absolutely, my site absolutely, mm -hmm. man. This mm -hmm. has been this has been fantastic, man. I mean, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Congratulations on your show too. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we're also we're also starting. Uh, well, we've already started. Just haven't launched it. A radio station. It's called Fresh Nation Radio. Now that's what's needed. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I have about. it. Oh, I have it. I have it. I just showed yeah. the brothers before y'all came on. We're, we're starting that. We'll probably launch in uh, the second week of October. Right. And, and let me say this. Our record label originally was started for artists like yourselves. It wasn't mm -hmm. started for the super young people. Not right. saying that y'all are old. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? I'm talking about uh -huh. artists that should be still popping out there on the radio and 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 making records. Mm -hmm. We want to we want to be the place where Blue Magic can make a new record. Lilo right. can make a new record. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no places like that anymore. No. And that's why we started Fresh Entertainment. It's actually RFC Fresh Records. That's one of the reasons we started that. Nice. You know what I'm saying? That, that's good. That is it's definitely needed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, so is it, it going to be FM radio or internet radio? This is going to be internet right now. My mm -hmm. whole my whole dream is, and when I say dream, a dream is just something you allude to. My whole purpose is something that I'm going to do. I plan right. on being a host on a true radio station somewhere, somehow. And I'm yeah. just my journey is to get there, and I'm, I'm gonna and I'm making the, the footsteps right now. Because I've been that's, always told, you should be on the radio, you should be on the radio. Well, yeah. I'm on the radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the radio. Mm -hmm. If I want to act, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go act. You go act. I want to exactly. sing, then I'm going to sing. I'm not going to talk that's about it. it. I'm going to be about it. Exactly. That's what's you know, going on. I used to say that as a kid. I said, I'm going to be in the music industry and make a living out of it. 
well, I'm gonna be a bum. And people used to take used to think I was joking. I was totally serious. <laughs> I like that. Because I'm one of those people. I I I feel that if I'm gonna seize the island, burn the boats. Let's just get it done. You know? My man, I, I love it, brother. That's I what love it's your about. spirit, man. I feel you on that, man. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, man. Let, let me share this with you real quick. I was listening to Damon Dash, right? And I don't agree with everything he says. But right. he said, but he was talking to these two NBA players, ex-NBA players, right? So he asked the guy, he said, hey, man, Stephen Jackson, uh, what do you want to do now that you're retired? The guy said, hey, I want to act. He said, well, why aren't you doing it? What do you mean you want to act? Why are you not doing it? Right. The guy said, well, what do you mean? You know, I got to go, you know, I got to I got to get some people together. I got to, you know, get a job. I got to, you know, I got to get some, some some auditions or something. He said, yo, you could act right now. Right. Come on, we looked at him like, what are you talking about? He's bugging, man. Right? He said, yo, he said, look, man, we're sitting in the studio right here. This is your studio. We're being broadcast over a network that you guys got a contract with. You can get up right now and start acting. He said, what are you talking about? He said, you got six cameras right here. Six of them. You got a guy, and then he asked the crew. He said, "Hey, do you anybody know how to write a script? Anybody know anything about writing and and and, and producing and whatever?" Oh yeah, I do, I do, I do. He said, "Okay, well, you got your team right now." And then he said, well, "I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do." He got up out of his chair and he said, "Hey, I want you to talk to your boy right here and ask him why he called your girlfriend, and we're gonna oh. film this right now." <laughs> right. Uh huh. <laughs> so he got out the chair. He started playing director, and my man turned to his boy and said, "Yo, man, why did you, why, why'd you call him? Man, you know that's my girl, man." Uh-huh. And they and they and they got serious, right? Exactly. And he said, "Cut, you're an actor." That's it. That's how. That's how yes. easy it is. Yeah, you just got to make it, figure it out, and make it work. Make it work. Don't wait for nobody. Exactly. Right. That's it. That's that's what got me into doing my own shows because. You get um, the the, um, the promotion companies and stuff. They want you to have a number one record, and, yeah. and then they want to you know put you out there. It's like, well, if I get a number one record, I could get a monkey to pick up the phone and say, "Oh yeah, right. he'll be there." <laughs> right. You know, I need you when I'm in the you know in the trenches right. with you. I need right. you when I right. when I'm coming up when I'm doing what I got to do. Right. And and that's why I've said it's, this is comical. You know, that's why I took it took on doing my own stuff. I I applaud you on that, man. And a lot of artists don't do that. That's the other thing. Yeah. You, you can't no, depend on nobody. Yeah. No. What's no. funny is that I started doing my own stuff because of being in the, you know, being in the business and waiting for somebody to like pick me, choose me, pick me, choose me. Even after the record deal was done, you know, I still continue to do work with different artists and, and write different things. And I was just kind of like, no, and you know, I got told like different things, like you know, my because I'm dark skin, I'll never be a lead singer, or mm-hmm. you know, really, then wow. the, being in the industry. For, oh, please, we could talk all day about those things, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah, um, and oh, yeah, people I, I've had a, people at my label say a song that's not it's not Lilo enough, you oh. know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, we don't like that song, it's not Lilo enough. Lilo than you right exactly right you know so I, it's like i paid i paid i ain't paid them any mind right. you know, you know. yeah so i just said you know what i'm doing myself i do my write my songs i um record my songs i i do my videos i i'm an actress I, you know i've been acting since very young and so mm-hmm. i just do i just keep doing all of these things on my own because That's and i good. tell everybody the same yeah. thing 
can do whatever you want to do. Don't let anybody tell you that right. you can't. You know? Right. Exactly. You have to. She has some nice videos out too. She got some nice videos out. Take take a look at her page. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take it out. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have to conclude this right here on the Let's Boogie 101 show right here on WPVT 101.5, The Fever. And we've had our guest, Miss Monet Amore. We thank you. And Mr. Lilo Thomas, R&B legend, man. We thank you, brother, so much, man. Thank Thank you for taking the time. We finally got it done. And I'm here for both of you. Anything you need from us, we are here. Fresh Entertainment, RC Fresh Records, man. And Thank we'll you. see you at the next Thank one. If you got a show, give it to us. We'll post it around. You know, we help each other. That's what we do. You Absolutely. Know, I appreciate both of y'all, man. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. out, all right? Great meeting so Tell you. Kim we said hello, yeah. I will. I will. Take it easy, guys. Thanks okay. a lot. Thanks, Leo. Good talk. Have a good Thank one. You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.